This is the Tips for Lawyers podcast, and I do not hate my job as a lawyer. But if you do, or you've listened to this podcast for the first time because you were attracted by the title, then at least feel this comfort. You're not alone. You are not alone, and I know this because one of the most commonly Googled things that leads people to my website is the phrase, I hate being a lawyer, or I hate my job as a lawyer, or I hate my legal career, various iterations of hating your legal career or being a lawyer or being an attorney, because I happen to write one article on it, and that article gets more Google-related hits than many other articles combined. And on the one hand, that's pretty disturbing, and it's a little bit sad, but on the other hand, that's not too surprising. Because we've all been there, we've all been in those situations where we hate our jobs and we want to look for the grass that's greener on the other side. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get into that, this is the Tips for Lawyers podcast. This is episode number 23, and that means you can find today's show notes together with all the other podcasts at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. If you enjoy this or any of the other podcasts, head over to tipsforlawyers.com slash iTunes. That'll take you straight through to the iTunes uh, registration link where you can both subscribe to the podcast, make sure you get every episode, and you can also leave a rating. So if you do appreciate it and you do value the contribution the podcast makes, I'd appreciate you leaving a five-star rating and in particular a review with a few comments. Tell me what you like. In the review, tell me what you don't like. If you don't like anything in particular, I might just ignore you, but at least I know if enough people uh, leave a message, then I'll be sure to keep an ear out. I do read those reviews, and I value every single one of them. The other thing I'd encourage you to check out at Tips for Lawyers is tipsforlawyers.com slash essentials, and that will take you through to the Essentials Library. It's a six video series. If you opt into the email series, then you'll get a large number of emails taking you through some fundamental content in the underlying pillars of legal practice. And they will really give you a strong foundation for any legal career that you're about to start, or perhaps one that you've already hit the road on. But that's enough administration for today. Let's get into hating your job as a lawyer. So, as I said before, We have all been there. We've had those weeks, all those days, all those months, all those stretches of time where we go home and we drink a bottle of wine. Okay, we probably don't drink a bottle of wine, but you know what I mean. Uh, You want to drown your sorrows in some fashion because it has just been so grueling. And you get home and you crash and you veg out in front of the TV for a few minutes and then you get up the next morning and you do it all over again. And there comes a series of questions that people end up asking. Is it always going to be like this? I can't work any harder. What more could they want from me? What about this one? I don't have any more hours in the day. What about I don't have any free time? I never see my friends anymore. I'm always in the office. I'm constantly stressed. How do I stop being so stressed? How can I relax? How can I unwind? How can I get everything done that I need to get done? Why are my colleagues such jerks? These are the sorts of questions that start to revolve, and then they all lead to this question. Isn't there something better that I could be doing? And that's why you're listening to this podcast, and that's why I made it, because I don't think you do hate your job as a lawyer, and I think very few people do, in fact, hate 
being a lawyer. I think what they hate and what they come to really despise getting up every day and having to deal with are some peripheral things, not necessarily related to being a lawyer. And the reason I say this is because, by and large, my experience is that most people, in fact, enjoy being a lawyer. Now, what does that mean, though, being a lawyer? Most people enjoy the aspects of being a lawyer that they thought being a lawyer was going to be about. They enjoy doing research. They enjoy writing advices. They enjoy sometimes speaking to clients, learning new things, attending seminars. Most lawyers enjoy lunches. Most lawyers, not all lawyers, but most lawyers enjoy the occasional networking function. That's what people thought they signed up for. And so what we find is a mismatch between our expectations and the reality of legal practice. It's part of the reason Tips for Lawyers actually exists, but it's also something that you need to come to grips with early on in your career before you end up so uh, convinced that you hate being a lawyer that you can't find any way out of it and you're in all the habits that in fact feed that dislike of being a lawyer. So what do I mean? One of the expectation mismatches is the amount of admin that you have to do as a lawyer. Now, no law degree that I'm aware of teaches a lawyer how to do admin, and frankly, no one even has a clue just how much administrative work is involved in being a lawyer. Now, it should be pretty obvious, because you work 10 or 11 or 12 hours a day, on average, and most law firms, you maybe have 6 or 7 or 8 billable hour requirements per day if you record your time and it's measured against a billable hour system. These days it has a tendency to be six to seven, at least so far as what the official number is. And so you've got to ask yourself, what's that additional three hours for? Now some of it, and I've got some other ideas on what that should be used for, but some of it at the very least is used for admin. It's filing emails. It's dealing with paperwork. It's answering questions people have that you can't build time for. It's all the periphery that happens around legal practice, and it must happen in order for you to function as a lawyer and for your firm to function as a law firm. But it is not what you thought being a lawyer was about. And you get caught up in these things. You get caught up in those sorts of periphery. And so what you find is the expectation mismatch is in fact what's causing you to dislike being a lawyer. So what do we do about addressing our expectation mismatch? Well, the first thing we obviously need to do is start shifting our expectations. Part of that ongoing tension is because you refuse to let go of the ideal of what a lawyer is going to be like. And you're going to have to. Because that ideal is not the reality. Now, there are some things you can improve upon. There are some efficiencies you can gain. There are some admin you can avoid. There are some categories of task that you can minimize your investment in if you truly hate them. But by far and away, the better approach is to attack those with the energy of knowing that once you have completed them, they will free you up to do the things that you genuinely enjoy. For me, that means I do them early in the morning. That's when I have the most energy. It seems a strange thing, in fact, and a little bit contradictory because on the one hand, it might be beneficial to attack some of your more complex legal tasks in the morning. But to me... Because I do struggle uh, to come up with the motivation to do some types of administrative work, I have a tendency to do it first thing. 
That way it's out of the way. I know I've done my administrative work by and large for the day. And that way I can get on with the stuff that I genuinely enjoy. And that's how I manage the expectation mismatch. I accept the reality of legal practice. Now, I am not saying that you should necessarily accept things that are truly heinous. But I am saying you need to accept that that some things are required for legal practice that you're not going to enjoy. And in particular, some of those things are going to be revolving around the way you manage your day-to-day time. There are going to be any number of tasks that you should get out of the way earlier rather than later. And if you can bring closer together the expectation and the reality, then you're going to find yourself having a lot less tension arising as a result of that mismatch. So that's my first tip. Align your expectations with the reality. Now, that is not saying you shouldn't aspire to better things. And that's not saying you should aspire to more efficiencies, better systems, removing some of that burden of the things you don't enjoy. Perhaps it can be delegated. Perhaps it can be ascribed to another person. Perhaps you have people who are talented and who genuinely enjoy getting things organized in a particular way. And that's something that you particularly hate. Great. Work with them. Find a system that works for you both. But as a junior lawyer, you're not going to have a lot of influence over those things. And so managing your expectations is going to be a real benefit to you. I know it seems ridiculous just to say give up on the ideal, but you need to manage your expectations. Let go of what you had as your dream of what a lawyer looks like, created from TV or anecdotal evidence from others, and accept the reality of what legal practice is like. Of course, there'll still be some things you don't like about it, but it's the tension arising from the expectation mismatch which causes the biggest issues. The next thing that comes up time and time again is the issue of working with colleagues who bring you down. Uh, Now, this can happen in any number of ways. You might have overbearing partners who supervise your work. Uh, You might have people who give you things at the last minute, even though they had them for a week or two. And you've got to run around madly like a chook with your head cut off trying to get things done. Uh, You might have people who are just genuinely not nice people. There are plenty of not nice people who happen to be lawyers. Whether or not they're good lawyers is a topic for debate and I'll leave that for another day. But they are lawyers and sometimes you're going to have to work with them. Sometimes they're on the other side. Sometimes they're sitting next to you. You're going to have to work with people who are not necessarily nice lawyers. So that can cause a significant amount of tension and it can make you really dread getting up to go to work each day. It can also be a particularly frustrating series uh, of interactions. So what can you do about it? Now, the first and most obvious thing is find another job. Um, and, And I do throw that out there as a realistic opportunity. I know that the reality is that it is hard to find a job as a lawyer, but if you genuinely cannot stand working with a particular person because of a personality clash, because of an experience that just puts you at odds for each other and you can't get past that particular bridge, then you might need to look for another job. That, of course, is both the easy solution and the incredibly hard solution at the same time. There are some other strategies, though, because sometimes people who are very, very hard to work with don't necessarily appreciate that they're very, very hard to work with. Some people are just oblivious to the nightmarish effect they have on those around them. And this can be something you might be able to work with, even as a junior lawyer. 
even as a junior lawyer, because part of your role as a junior lawyer is to help team cohesiveness. It's to help build uh, the team working as an effective group of people who bounce off each other, who spiral upwards rather than spiral downwards. And of course, there are limits on what you can do with other people's personalities. And I'm not suggesting you need to aspire to change someone from a, you know, hugely irritating whirlwind of total disorganization and chaos into the most organized, polite, kindly, time-sensitive person in the history of the world. But there are ways that you can try and work with people who you think might fall into this category of obliviousness to their own impact on others. And the first and most obvious thing to do is to make them not oblivious of it. See, the thing with lawyers is we're actually incredibly bad with dealing with these issues. By and large, partners don't deal with them. They're happy just to let things sail by because they're in charge and they're generally not affected by these issues anywhere near as much as more junior lawyers are. So partners are pretty terrible at dealing with these. Um, You find that the people around the same level, so the senior lawyers perhaps are okay at dealing with it, but often there's an avoidance tactic there more than anything else. They just try to work with that person as little as possible. And you, if you're the junior lawyer, have a tendency to really bear the brunt of these kinds of people. So um, I would bring it out into the light. I, I would honestly consider... And you know the personality, I'm not suggesting you put your head in a lion's mouth too badly, but it will take a little bit of bravery. You might need to sit down with the person and say, listen person, um, when you give me things at the last minute that you've had for two weeks, I can't always simply drop everything. And I would really appreciate it if you would put some effort in to being more organized and to have it to me at least a couple of days in advance so I could do the thing. And it's happened on this occasion and that occasion and the third occasion. And I'm concerned that sometime soon we're not going to be able to do the job that our client deserves. And I'd like to work with you to try and make that a better thing. Now, that's just, I mean, that's not necessarily the words you're going to use. A couple of those things were a little bit insulting and you might want to use different language. But bring the issue into the light. Sometimes people genuinely just don't know. They're causing havoc everywhere they go. And if you can... Be specific, and I'm not saying you should generalize. Don't go to a person and say, hey, did you know you're the most disorganized person in the universe? You need to be specific. You need to have specific examples, and you need to have a specific proposal for how you might go about doing things better. Because if you don't have a proposal for how to fix things, then all you're doing is whining. Don't go in there with a complaint and no solution. Go in there with a very specific complaint. Go in there with a proposition and a positive mindset that you will be able to do something more beneficial and better and faster and efficiently and resulting in happier clients because that at the end of the day is what most lawyers want. Do not be patronizing. Do not be patronizing because at the end of the day, they probably are more senior than you. They probably have an inkling of what you're talking about, but the chances are reasonable they've never been confronted about it. So I'm not saying it's your job to go and to uh, performance manage this person in the same way that someone who's actually struggling in legal practice might require. I'm saying if you can have a conversation that can improve the way you work with that person on specific things, then you should try and take that opportunity. See how it goes, because it's a great way of trying to break 
that kind of barrier down. It's also a good way of genuinely improving your working relationship. You might offer a question. Don't necessarily go in self-effacing, but you might offer a question. You know, how can I help this be a smoother process? Because the last couple of times we've done it, it has not been a smooth process and I'm concerned about it. Ask the question. Generally, it's a one-on-one conversation, which is more confronting, but it's also more respectful. So, the oblivious person. Now, what about the person who knows they're a jerk, who simply doesn't care? You need to accept the reality that you are not going to be able to do anything to fix that person. You cannot fix the person. I don't know whether you've read um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or whether you've read any of the other uh, improvement books that occasionally get a mention from time to time, but there is a common theme amongst many of them, and that is to know what you can and cannot control. Because a big source of dissatisfaction and stress, in particular among lawyers, because we are control freaks, not sure if you've noticed that, but we are, is that we try to control things that we cannot control. And we get upset when we can't. So if you are doing everything you can be doing, and if you have had the conversations you need to have, and if you are working the way you need to work, and if you are behaving in a way that is conducive to positive relationships and not negative relationships, then perhaps you have exhausted your sphere of influence in relation to that person, and you need to accept that you cannot change that person. Let their personality be their problem. They cannot affect your personality. So while you cannot change them, do not let them change you either. You remain you, and you let them worry about themselves. At the end of the day, you are going to surpass them because you have a more robust view, you have better self-introspection, and you have a greater ability to empathize with others. If they are going to be a jerk, and if they want to sit in their office and shout at people, then that's entirely their problem. You've always got the quitting option, but sometimes you need to accept that you won't be able to change it, and that in itself will help you. In a sense, it comes back to the expectations versus reality. If you accept that they won't change, and that you can't change them, then that will get you a long way towards it. So the final thing I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of what people hate about being lawyers is stress. Now, I've already actually talked about stress because stress is caused by the two things I've mentioned already. That's stress is caused by the expectation mismatch and stress is also caused by our colleagues and some of the stress they cause us. So stress in itself in lawyers has a tendency to arise when we get that feeling of being out of control. And that comes back to the sphere of influence I was just talking about. So the best way I have found to manage stress, and look, there are huge topics on stress. I could do an entire podcast on stress. In fact, I may well do that sometime in the foreseeable future. But some quick tips for stress. It arises principally because you feel out of control. That is when stress hits. It's when you don't think you can manage what you are supposed to be managing. And there's a number of ways that you can help. You can't get rid of it. And a little bit of stress, in fact, can be conducive to uh, higher output. So I'm actually not totally against stress, but it's uncontrollable stress and stress that's leading you 
uh, into health issues, or stress is leading you to dread your job, or stress is leading you to listen to this podcast because you think you hate being a lawyer. In reality, what you hate is the feeling of stress, and that is manageable. So, first things first, organize your day. Nothing will help you more than organizing your day. It will give you a feeling of control. It will give you a list that you can appropriately prioritize into urgent and important tasks, and you can order them, and you can tick them off, and you will feel your stress decrease the moment you have a handle on what it is you need to do. If you want to write it down, write it down. I don't generally write down my to-do list, but I keep it in my head. Uh, Writing it down, a lot of people find useful because they enjoy crossing things out or ticking them off. So if you can label what you need to do, that feeling of being out of control becomes immediately, significantly less. Write down what you have to do. You then have a list. You can work to the list. It is manageable. It is finite. Because the issue of being out of control is that you feel like there's this never-ending series of tasks that you couldn't possibly do. Now, of course, that involves dealing with it appropriately, and this isn't the podcast for that. Uh, But what you can do after you've done your list is you do the urgent things first, depending on how urgent they are, and the important things after that. Now, that is not a rule of thumb. That is only for people who are feeling out of control. Normally, that's because you have a series of tasks at high urgency. I am not an advocate of always dancing from urgent to urgent. You need to make time for the important things. But... In certain circumstances, the urgent must come next. So make a list. The next thing you can do to manage stress is to come back to that acceptance that you cannot control everything. Sometimes stress is caused by things out of control that are genuinely out of our control. What is the judge going to say? What is the client going to do? What is this thing going to cause? There are some things that you must do, that you cannot predict the outcome of. And again, because we're control freaks, we don't like that, but it causes us stress. You need to accept the reality that there are some things you cannot control. As you become more senior, as you become more practiced, you can increase your sphere of influence and you can control more things and you can have a handle on more things. But for now, all you can control is what you do, how you do it, And how well you do it. That is what you can control. An acceptance of that will lower your stress significantly. Another source of stress amongst lawyers in particular is uh, the billable hour and the budget and the feeling that they're not working hard enough. And this is primarily because we're extremely competitive. And so we see people around us apparently all working hard and we're concerned about our pay and budgets and billable hours and all sorts of other things. And can I strongly encourage you to forget all of that? Record your time diligently. Do the tasks in the order in which they need doing. Sometimes they will be billable. Sometimes they will not. Your job is to serve your clients. It is not necessarily to focus upon the billable hour. It is to focus upon the client's service. The billing will come after that. The clients will be happy. They will pay their bills. If you focus on client service, client expectations, on serving them well, on making phone calls, on delivering sensible, timely, cost-effective advice, then everything else will come after that. Be a good lawyer. Serve your clients well. 
the financial aspects will worry themselves out later. It's a long-term project, finances. It is not a short-term project. If you don't make your billable hours in one day, then who cares? Make them the next day. Make it up in two days later. Law practice is not a steady flow of work. It ebbs and flows. It comes and goes. It waxes and wanes. Whatever pairing you want to use, that is what law practice is like. So, do you still hate being a lawyer? Have I touched on some of the things perhaps that you've been feeling if you've hated being a lawyer from time to time? Remember what they are. It's the expectation mismatch. Is being a lawyer really what you thought being a lawyer was going to be like? Dealing with colleagues. Are your colleagues stressing you out? Hopefully I've given you some tools that can at least help you at the very least understand those people and how you can or cannot influence that situation. And finally, stress. How are you managing your stress? How do you stay in control? How do you stay cool, calm and collected when you need to, but keep the passion for legal practice alive? That's at the 25-minute mark now, so I don't want to go into too many more tips today. I want to leave you with those three big-ticket items. They're the three ones that come through fairly frequently uh, in the feedback I've been given. And so I wanted to work through them in a little bit of detail and give you a few tools that you can use. And hopefully next time you go to Google something, it won't be, I hate being a lawyer. It'll be, how can I love being a lawyer more? And that's the better question to ask. And that's something I might deal with coming up. Keep listening and you never know. Thank you very much. This is Tips of Lawyers podcast episode number 23. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review at tipsofalawyers.com slash iTunes. Otherwise, I will see you next time.